Hi, Beth. Hey, Beth. Your Abby, Dear Kiki. Desperate housewives. Doesn't want to marry you. Love you like I love you. Don't talk to yourself. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. Ill-advised. This is ill-advised. Hey, Biffs. Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Ill Advice. The podcast where two best friends tell you what to do when someone else already has. Like your stepmother. And not her zoologist. <laughs> she keeps her in a cage. <laughs> zoologist. Yeah. I don't know. It was the first thing that popped into my mind. Perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> um, now that we got that out of the way, Biff check. <laughs> Let's just jump into this shit. Oh, it's been a week, to say the least, but I am surviving. We'll say that. And I think that's a really good place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Could be worse. It absolutely could be. How about you? Let's just say that everything is is within reach right now. All the good is within reach. And I think that's, I'm going to reach it. I was just going to ask, are you in that direction or is it just in reach? (laughs) I mean, the compass is is pointing north. It's always in reach. I'm hoping that that's where it is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. I'm following my true north and if that shit's not there, I'm going to be real pissed. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> no shit. That's life. <laughs> I was just going to say. It is what it is, right? All right. Well, that's fair. So I think to that end, to your living and my reaching, we should live for the moment and reach for the wine. Love it. Yeah? Love We're really it. good at these wine segues. You are really good. <laughs> you did good ones too. Oh, yeah. Sometimes if I'm paying attention. Oh, that'll do it too. Yeah. Okay, good. How about um, a cab this week? Cabernet Sauvignon. We're going to need a cap after the last. Amen to that. <laughs> Ghost Pines. Uh, winemakers blend a 2020 cab. It's 52% from Sonoma, 41% from Lake County, and 7% from Napa County. I think it's because dirt tastes different out there. Mm, <laughs> no idea. Which makes the grapes taste different. Sure. This is a... 1999 bottle of wine. I wonder if I knew that when I bought it. 99. Sure. In 1964, Louis P. Martini, son of Napa pioneer Louis M. Martini, purchased 178 acres of land in the eastern hills of the Napa Valley. The Martini family developed this land into a vineyard, which they named Ghost Pines, as a tribute to the native gray pines, which at dusk appeared to hover solitary and ghost-like throughout the coastal valleys. Ghost Pines Cab draws from multiple wine-growing counties to create a wine as unique as the ghost pine itself. Layers of blackberry, called it, Hmm. layers of blackberry and dark cherry complement rich roasted vanilla, Asian spice, and a nutty smoke character all surrounded by firm integrated tannins. Ghost Pines drink responsibly. I'm holding back from asking you what tannins are because I do every time. That's actually what makes the, I believe they're only present in the red grapes and it's what makes red wine red. Um, I think there's something about flavor in there too. I'm not going to pretend to be a 
wine expert. Yeah, we're just wine outs. But if you're like us, then take my word for it. Yeah, nobody cares anyway. They don't. Mm, this is great tannins. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check the tannins on this one. Yeah. I knew it. You knew what? That my jaw was going to. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Is that a verb? Yeah. <laughs> Can you spell it? I was just trying to. I think like VP, VP, VP. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it works. <laughs> or THP. Oh, that one's a little more spitty. That requires a lot more yeah, this one tongue dexterity. Is the VP, VP. Oh, I see where you're getting the TH. When you do it, it's a TH. I don't know. It sounds like a pigeon and, and whatever animal you're mimicking here. So <laughs> just like flapping its wings away. Oh, I was like, did it? Number two? Yeah. It's just fucking. Okay. Second sip for me is a lot better than the first. Yeah. I didn't do the face thing. The first sip to me was like, it rolled into my mouth and then the back of my mouth got a lot of like like super sweet like cinnamony uh, i was like where are you going with this i knew stuff? you were gonna think that which is why i went right to cinnamony cinnamony so you like the cinnamon yes flavors sure don't we all see if we can pick blackberry on the third sip okay nope i almost get cherry but this is more of like a coffee to me I literally have no clue what I'm tasting. Which is not surprising. This tastes like the Yankee candle spice sangria candle smells. That was another wine we had recently too. Yeah. But I don't, this doesn't remind me of that wine. Without the spice. I don't taste spice in this oh, one. Oh, see, I taste spice. But that background. It smells wonderful. Reminds me of the candle. I haven't lit it yet, so. Yeah, I don't know what I'm getting from this. Can you give it a score? It smells great. It's rich, actually. It's got like a nice richness that you want from a cab. Like that first mouth feel. It's definitely you know I mean? a great cold weather wine. Yes. Fireplace, charcuterie board. However, I will not be purchasing this myself. This is a two for you? I was leaning towards three because it's not gross. Mm -hmm. and if, So if it's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If somebody offered it to me, I would drink it. But I would not go out of my way to get it. 2.5? I was just going to say two and a half. Which is weird because I like full-bodied wines like this. But there's something about this that doesn't... It's like it's a little off for me. I think this is one of those things where like you can know your wines, but it's like even a sommelier will be like, oh, it's you know an acquired taste or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just something different about it. Not off, something different. It's I think good. the... the leftover taste the residual yeah it's like just medicine like i didn't get medicine but just like tastes like robitussin to me blah oh i'm so glad it doesn't taste like robitussin to me just I like would the not aftertaste my mouth even feels a little coated yeah i'm sorry ghost pines i'll try other wines if you have them though because I really think that i feel like my sister would probably love this one you could get it for her <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have her on to rate yeah. When is she here till? Interesting. It's Monday. Oh, of course. I guess we're hanging late Sunday. I was going to say, if we can get Pop's party done. <laughs> Although, I don't think she's drinking anymore. Oh, right. But we could get drunk with Aaron. That's right. 
And we'll bring peyote for your sister or ayahuasca or whatever the fuck <laughs> she's doing this she's week. Snorting. <laughs> <laughs> do we leave that part in or take it out? Say, what do you want me to do? I don't know. You have to tell me. I'll check later. Okay. I'm I'm gonna have to text you next week. She doesn't week, listen that... anyways. <laughs> then that is permission to publish. <laughs> no, she does not do hard drugs. No, she doesn't. I'm not. not talking about crack, coke, heroin. Anything else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. And so, I have questions this yes. week about your sister. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> no, I have questions. Um, we're visiting dear Annie. We haven't done Annie in a little bit. Oldie but a goodie. Yes. This week's questions are coming from OregonLive.com. Um, and the first one is, dear Annie... The day my wife told me the truth about her sexual history, the intimacy we enjoyed was gone. Ooh. This is from September 10th, 2022. Kinky. Dear Annie, I've been married to a wonderful woman for almost 50 years. Holy shmoly. Wow. And you're just married. I was thinking, the, do you even know each other? What's her name? How quickly did you get married? <laughs> that alone should explain our relationship. 50 years. Also, maybe he's surprised too. I've never loved anyone else. Our courtship and marriage was wonderful. She was everything I wanted my wife and the mother of my children to be, and she has been, except for one detail. She lied to me about her sexual past during the time we were dating and before. Oh. oh game oh. changer. She had implied that, like me, she had no sexual experience. 12 years and four children into our marriage, she suffered an emotional meltdown because of a difficult childhood and years of lying to me. Counseling produced a whole mess of ghosts and goblins from her youth. And then finally came the big one. She had lied to me about her virginity and sexual past. What this did to her was cause a dark two years in her life that took therapy to work through. She has never discussed or want to discuss how it impacted her. Initially, she told me she lost her virginity by being date raped. Later on, it became evident that that was another lie. I think she used that story because she thought I could accept it more easily. Then she slept around with three more guys after that. Who knows how many? Well, you just said three. So he doesn't believe her? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, she already lied once. Right. Her telling me all this essentially ended my marriage that day and started our second one. I still love her, but it is different. For over 38 years, I've been married to my best friend, my partner, who I share everything with, our money, our home, our kids. We share our lives. The day she told me the truth, the intimacy we had was gone. We are more like business partners sharing what we have made of our lives. She's been completely focused on our children and grandkids. She hasn't got a clue about what her past has done to me. Even in sexless old age, in my mind, I still see visions of her with other guys, still young. They never age. In my mind, they visit me every day. Counseling has helped reassure me about my love for her, her love for me, and pointed out that I could have had a miserable life of a different kind had I married someone else. Sometimes life can be like beauty and the beast. You get handed both. Is that how it goes? I'm going to have to consult Walt Disney on that one. I believe it is retroactive jealousy OCD. It is a horrible curse. I've had to pay for her sins. Being in a marriage with the person you love and knowing that desire and intimacy were thrown away and handed out to other guys has changed everything. My advice is to never lie about any sexual history or details when dating. 
it is so destructive. Husband in the dark. There was no question. Okay, just clarifying. I I guess we're going to talk husband in the dark through what to do-ish. I'm a little lost. Go on. All the three other men Mm -hmm. was prior to them being together. It was after they were together. Oh. Then she slept with three more guys. Oh, actually, it paints it as after, but I don't know the way that it's worded. Oh, I thought this was all prior. Because uh, I thought it said had, prior to our marriage. No, it impacted me. She told me she lost her virginity by being date-raped. Later on, it became evident that that was another lie. I think she used that story because she thought I could accept it more easily. Then she slept around with three more guys after that. Who knows how many. But prior to the marriage? I thought... It doesn't clarify. I thought you said the words prior to our marriage. Somewhere. It's not ringing a bell to me, and I'm not seeing it. Okay, I just made that up. But no, well, I mean, it very well could. I think it's the, there's the... Because he said her past. Yes. He said, lied about her sexual past. It's just, it doesn't sound... It sounds like she told him she was raped when she was however age, before they were ever together, is what I got. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, she, you know, when they did get together, she told him, you know, I was raped in the past, but that turned out to be a lie. She wasn't raped and she actually slept with four guys and wasn't a virgin. Oh. You know what I mean? That's what I took from it. I, I can see. Yeah. Let's go with that. Because it says her past. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use those terms if I was, if this was like, we're married, you cheated on me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can go with that. Okay. But yeah, what you're saying makes sense. I think for me, it was just the way it was worded that confused me. So. Yeah, it was interesting. Like I took her virginity and then she slept or she lied about me taking her virginity and then she slept with other people. So that's kind of how my brain's working right now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I didn't get that. To me, it sounded like this was all, you know, when you're dating and sharing. So it just sounded essentially like she was embarrassed or didn't want to share with him that she wasn't a virgin, a virgin by choice yeah maybe there's some sort of religious maybe aspect or cultural or he was just like i only date virgins (laughs) well (laughs) because these days (laughs) wasn't he a virgin yes so yeah she probably or that's what it sounds like yeah okay so you found out that your wife has been lying to you isn't a virgin and may have slept with four men Mm -hmm. prior to you guys being together and set that well, actually, he knew that she wasn't a virgin, but she had originally said that was. she was raped. Right. So this is kind of changing things. Yeah. You know, it is definitely gonna raise some trust issues. Absolutely, because if you lied to me about that, what the fuck else? Exactly. That's why in parentheses it says, or however many guys mm-hmm. she slept with. Yeah. Right. You've gone to therapy to kind of work it out, and this is your girl. I don't know, Biff. What do you say to that? It's hard because he even said, like, she's everything I ever wanted for a Mm -hmm. wife. I'm a mother of my kids. 50 years of marriage. That's jarring to find out you've been lied to with somebody you've been with for 50 years. Yeah. That's jarring. Wait, I'm confused, though. It starts with, I've been married to a wonderful woman for almost 50 years. And then it says, for over 38 years, I've been married to my best friend, 
my partner who I share everything with. So that confuses me. Maybe whatever 50 minus 38 is, is when he found out she lied. Oh, I see. Okay. That's my guess. I'm this just going to go with this it. This was a little tough to follow. But he definitely does feel betrayed. How do we, do we talk him through that? He's taking the right steps, I think, with going to counseling for it, trying to work through it himself. It seems like he recognizes that that vision of her with younger men is within him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that. It's kind of weird. It's like. Because we're going to assume this happened 50 years ago, at least. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So those guys are probably dead. Yeah, this is tough. Yeah. I, you're doing the right thing. You're looking for strength and resilience within yourself. You're going to counseling to you're work through this. Acknowledging where you're at. You're acknowledging. Yep. But I would say it sounds like you haven't forgiven her yet. I don't know how long you've known about it. Right. I think if this is, because you're not asking for advice, I'm just going to tell you what I'm feeling. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is my podcast. <laughs> um, I I think that if this is the person that you're describing as everything you've ever wanted in the love of your life, then I think you reframe that you're still in your same marriage and not a second one, quote unquote, mm. and that you work toward forgiving your partner, not trying to reinvent your marriage. Yeah. Also, she kind of needs to earn your trust back. She sure does. doesn't matter if it was only 50 years ago and that was the only time she lied to you. Yeah. Absolutely. She sure does. That definitely crumbles any foundation. But don't don't put up a barrier either. That's another one. Right? People do that as a, a, a defense. It almost comes off like as self Like there's no winning. You're never right. going to like you gain can't, my trust back. You can't just hate her because you I'm want just, to. I want to punish you. Right. Yeah, That's there's a, a difference between you just, because trust was broken, it needs to be built back mm-hmm. versus... I'm just going to punish you and continue continue making you earn your trust back, even though you're never going to be able to. Right. Plus, lying about rape, guys. I know. Well, that's why I'm thinking maybe there's some sort of religious aspect mm-hmm. or, you know, where it's highly frowned upon to have sex before marriage. I wonder why she... F- or maybe well, cultural. He didn't marry a virgin. His family could disown him. You know what I mean? Like, it... Yeah. It, Seems like it's a huge deal. Yeah, Either there's a way, lot, a lot to cultural, there. religion. So it's just like not only did you lie to me, but like I could be disowned or right. whatever it is. Like this is a huge deal. I didn't marry a virgin, but we accepted it because we thought you were raped. Right. Type of thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. But now that's not the truth. And not only were you not raped, but you also slept with three other guys. They just start asking people these questions when they submit questions for advice columnists. Like, what's your culture? What's your, like, I know. You know date of birth? I know, background <laughs> definitely helps. Do you want to get to the response on this one? Because yeah. I think we're aligned. Yeah. Yeah. Dear husband in the dark, it's understandable why you feel betrayed and hurt by your wife's changing stories over the years. When we are used to thinking of certain things in a certain light, it makes us feel especially in the dark to realize it's not so. Perhaps your wife felt she had good reason to shield you from her past. Maybe her previous sexual encounters were indeed not consensual. Maybe she felt embarrassed by them and didn't want to share with you these moments she's not proud of. Whatever the reasoning, after five decades of marriage, 
I'd bet that you know her heart, her character, and what truly defines her better than anyone else. You should each continue with individual therapy to make sense of the situation and see how it is continuing to haunt you. If your feelings of jealousy and rage are an intense form of OCD, seeking help could give you the tools to manage and overcome it. It's also important that you feel heard and understood by your wife. And so for that, I'd recommend couples counseling. Ultimately, what matters isn't the first person she slept with, but the last. You're the person she chose to make such a rich life with. Don't lose sight of that fact. I love that um, she pointed out, you know your wife's heart. Yeah. Is she a shady character? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm wondering if he would have written this if he didn't suspect anything of her character. You know what I mean? Yes and no. Yeah. It's always going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's jarring it's all, to it's find all speculation out whether your way. partner lied to you or not. Yeah. Even if you had no previous questions of trust. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The OCD thing, I, I guess I just don't understand how that compulsion works into well, maybe obsessive it's an obsession. Thoughts. Obsessive okay. thoughts. Okay. You just you can't move past okay, it, it no matter how much you try. It literally controls you. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. And especially him seeing them as young. You know, mm-hmm. they're older now. They're yep. Yeah, that sucks. The more you don't know people. Mm. <laughs> I don't Maybe that's know. where I wish. Or, Have you ever or, lied about something like that? Like a sexual experience or? I mean, I definitely take an educated guess how many partners I've been with because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swear to God. terrible because I swear it's to definitely God, like you're... under 30. <laughs> I re- one for every year. No, um, I really thought that you were going to say educated guess on their part. That's how much I don't know you. And I'm, I think we need to go to counseling. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm sure I... No, I don't... Nothing's jump coming to me. Like, oh yeah, I told a guy I only been with one guy before him. I may have, but not because mm-hmm. I just really don't... <laughs> I'd really have to sit down and think. I don't like my memory doesn't work that way. So right, that's what I mean. Like yeah. oh, in high school, how many people I slept with in high school? I don't know because you know there's surprises sometimes. And yep, sure are people being like, oh, remember that night? And you're like, no, Mm-mm. sorry, don't. Mm-mm. No offense. I remember. I can point out one that you told me about. You're yeah, like, that's what? Exactly what I was okay. talking about. Like, there's times where I'm like, oh, I might be off by a. <laughs> Number. This By is making 10%. me sound so bad. <laughs> it really is. You're not. We are <laughs> so it's really sex not, positive. It's, it's really not. Like Even if it was a hundred, who cares? Like we're so sex positive. Oh but, no, I just mean like, just oh, a, I don't remember. There's people I've yeah. slept with and didn't know. Like it's not like that. It's I just, not. Sometimes it is for me, but for her, <laughs> there was definitely an intentional night where it's like the next attractive person I see. Mm-hmm. You were with me that night. Sure was. Not we during were, what nineteen? Yeah, at the beach. You literally said the next attractive person I see, um, and that same day you were washing sand out of your vagina. Yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I sure was. And you found that person like ten minutes after you said that. It, yep. And sure I was. remember him being quite good looking. Good because I don't remember. I mean, we put name, tequila in our coffee that morning, like, so and lived off potato chips. Yep. 
That's what happens when you decide to put a hotel room over food. (laughs) Yeah, dirt. (laughs) We can eat later. We can't just sleep on a beach. Right. We need a room at least. That's right. We'll figure out the rest later. Oh my God. Those are days, man. Yep. Okay. Why have you lied about? I don't think I've ever had to talk about numbers. Not just numbers. Yeah, but I think like I'm in three digits, and I'm just kidding. married men or you oh, know. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's not a secret here. But I haven't have lied, you lied to, to like I boyfriends to, about it. I haven't lied to them. Um, I know that in most cases, all but one. When a guy told me he was married, I stopped. All but one. All but one. Um, so you're forgiven. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It's, it's not my relationship. Zero judge. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't judging her until now. <laughs> and so... We don't like those girls. That's why I have a penis and identify as male. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've I've lied. No, I don't... I don't think so. Or withheld information. I don't think so. I don't know. I've always been very... Here's the thing. When it comes to talking about sex with my close friends, like I'm all for it. Talking about my individual sexual experiences, I've realized recently that I'm not so open about it as I am like with you. You know what I mean? You mean with like people you date or boyfriends? Yeah. Like I think like you know everything about my sexual history. I I think. I know more than you think I do. You might know more than I know. I think you do. (laughs) Um, Except for the couple things that you decided to tell me years later. Yeah, maybe continue. one was for judgment. The others were because I literally just thought I told you. But yeah, I don't think I've ever withheld anything to withhold. I think maybe there was a there point. was never an intentional. I'm just gonna skip this aspect. No, maybe there was like a, a discussion about like topping and bottoming. And, like I've never been with but, women before. Oh, I never, <laughs> never. Listen, there are pictures of my kid all over my house. You come over to fuck, and it's like. <laughs> Oh, you're a dad? Yeah, gotta go. <laughs> like, you know, like, no, it's daddy to you. <laughs> like, <I> yes. <laughs> Next question? Yes. <laughs> this one is Dear Annie, my boyfriend's family hates me because I put them, quote, on edge. I know. Oh, I really don't know what this means. More. This is from June 29th. 2022. Dear Annie, I was in an abusive relationship for over seven years, still legally married, but separated with a four-year restraining order. Oh, wow. I have been with my current boyfriend for over three years. The first two years we lived together and then COVID-19 struck and we have been living apart for over a year. Fucking COVID. What do you mean? Live together, get COVID together. Holler. I know. I wonder what was up with that. Maybe one lives with family or something. Maybe like... A high risk. Like they're, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. My problem is that his father, sister, and brother are so against our relationship that we have to hide it. Oh, that explains it. Mm-hmm. I have never shown any type of disrespect or done anything that I'm aware of that has caused their hatred of me. When I visited his father's residence, I was told that if I ever stepped on his property again, he would call the police and have me removed. Oh my God. His sister lives right next door. It's a duplex and she has called their father to report that I was there. When we visited his mother, his brother said that if I were to continue to be brought there, he would have his name taken off the lease and move out. 
I get along with his mom and don't want to put any more strain on her. I love my boyfriend, but this is becoming ridiculous that we have to sneak around. I'm 49 and he is 38. Wait, 49? And and he's 38. I thought this was going to be like... Like 21 and 25. Yes. Something stupid. The only explanation I've gotten is that I make them on edge. I've never tried putting them on edge, but I've also heard their negative opinions of me and seen how they treat my boyfriend. Help, we don't know what to do anymore unaccepted by his family. Okay. So he does live with his family? It's unclear. I'm going to say yes. But it's the only thing. If the sister was calling the dad to say that she was there. That's the only reasonable assumption is that he lives with his dad. Yeah. It doesn't call it out explicitly, but yes, I'm going to assume that that's the case. Right. And his brother lives with his mom sister lives next door and apparently we're only 33 percent effective at making independent children (laughs) (laughs) i love that you know that (laughs) so i'm getting um i know like in india Mm. it's that's what they do they the families all live together and then when the children marry the spouses move in yep. to the home oh they move in yeah okay so you literally just keep adding to your family like the wives not husbands oh. the wives will move into the husband's family okay. home and the husbands live with the family and literally it's oh i always understood it that they would live at home until they got married and that's when they would i mean i'm sure i'm not I'm pretending i'm an expert me either at india We've been there so many times. Right. Never in my life. I just watched 90 Day Fiance. (laughs) And that's, you know what? You're closer than I am. Um, But it's, to my knowledge, that it's common for the wives to literally marry into the family. Like you're, now you're just in addition to, Mm -hmm. and like the families stay together, live together. Mm -hmm. So that could possibly be a situation. So, yeah, so again, maybe there's like a cultural thing here. Can I just say I'm proud of you for calling out cultural differences twice in a row? Mm, thank you. Because it wasn't, it's not that you weren't like considerate of it. It just wasn't something that was top of mind for you. You're right. Mm, I'm proud of you. Thanks. I'll Way to be it. a good human. Oh, you know. Just evolving, trying. growing. Just simply trying. That's just evolving. All. Yeah. Well, evolve. Yes, Girl, sir. you got this. Mm. Yeah, I kind of, I like that. What I don't understand is... You're 49 years old? <laughs> like, And he's 38. I'll be damned if my dad tells me what to do. Right. My dad couldn't even tell me at nine. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Let alone. My dad's still trying. My mom calls me and goes like, you should. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do with that, though? If you've never... If you're 49, have never done anything to irritate your 38-year-old boyfriend's family. That you're aware of. Right. Her boyfriend could very well not be filling her in. Well, she also did say that she's married, but legally separated, but called that out and never brought it up again. And I'm wondering if that plays into it. Yeah. She's a mistress. She's a, you know quote-unquote, she's a whore. She's yeah, a you can't marry her. She's already married. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds like the boyfriend's not filling her in on the details. Which is super shitty. He's definitely aware of why his family feels this way about his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And he's just not sharing. And then you live together, but then you didn't because of COVID. This doesn't feel right to me. It's more like, obviously this plays into like them sneaking it around, right? Or sneak, yeah, sneak it around. Yeah, because the sister calls daddy. Right. Your 40-year-old son's 50-year-old girlfriend is over. They live together. I'm wondering how they hid that for, what was it, two years, three years? And then COVID. Honestly, Maybe since COVID, they've been hiding it. Maybe. But either way, like, this whole story is not adding up to anything for me. Especially like, I'm, I need more ages. information. If you guys are 20, then right. sure. That makes more sense. Like, one of you is... 16 years from retirement. <laughs> Literally. You're a whole fucking child away from retiring. Procreate. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. What's the question? Help. <laughs> right. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> we don't know what to do anymore. He needs to move out of dad's house. I was going to say, this sounds like a he problem. Yeah. And this sounds like a you need to make your decision or I'm out. Because I'm not going to be 59 years old. Yeah, as the girlfriend, I can't imagine not being like, listen, you need to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Our ages, right? I'm not going to be hiding relationships. You're either, well, you, you are. If you're hiding me, you're choosing your family over me. And that doesn't work for me. Yep. So if you want to continue this relationship, you need to start choosing me. See, you're being a little bit more progressive than I am. Because it'd be like, they don't fucking like me. I'm 49 years old. You're 38. There should be nothing to defend. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm not giving. Like, you had three years, four years to do this. Yeah. I'm out. And we lived together and then we didn't because COVID for whatever reason, because you were hiding it or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I'm out. And that's it for me. Well, she sounds okay with hiding it because she was like what do we do like we can't you know we can't take this anymore there's no we there was no we to begin with he's actively choosing his family over you which is like sure if you were like an evil bitch and the family felt neglected and this was like a disney movie or Mm -hmm. something you know what i mean like yeah. the situation is like you've never done anything. You don't know what why they don't like you. You're literally grown adults. And he can't make his own choice at 38 years old. I feel like you already lost this. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's already yeah. chosen his family yeah. over you. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Run. Answer. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm with you. I have no, nothing out. else to say. I'm out. Get out. Your 40-year-old man listening to daddy. Yeah. And hiding me as your 49-year-old girlfriend. I'm out. Dear Unaccepted, this is a really short response. Okay, great. If your boyfriend is not sticking up for you to his parents, then this might not be the right relationship for you. <laughs> he is 38 years old. I'm not really sure why he needs his family's approval of you, but it sounds like he does and that they don't approve. So either he makes that right or you find a new boyfriend. Wow. What we said simplified. Yep. Without the credentials, but the same logic. We just told you like a best friend should. Yeah. At bah. 
All right, next. Next. This one is from November 4th, 22. Dear Annie, my girlfriend constantly makes comments about my deceased wife and it hurts. Oh. Dear Annie, my girlfriend starts arguments by bringing up my children's deceased mother who passed away 13 years ago. Good grief. Starts arguments? Do I want to keep reading this? I know. She thinks I'm still in love with her and always plays the comparison game between the two. She always gets upset when I refer to my deceased partner's daughter, who she had from a previous relationship, as my stepdaughter. This really frustrates me when she makes this comment. It's a very sensitive subject to me because my kid's mother basically died in my arms while we were together. And it doesn't help for this woman who I have feelings for to be digging up old memories after I spent all of these years trying to heal. For someone who says she supposedly cares about me to also say some of those most hurtful things at the same time and not realize it really stings. Playing romantic referee. Beth, go. My heart aches. Oh, I'm pissed. I wish a bitch would. I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. He needs to get rid of her ASAP. My first thing when he when this opened was him feeling he needed to qualify whether or not he was still in love with his wife who practically died in his arms. If I was in a relationship... Mm-hmm. And my partner died, and I went into a new relationship. I would expect that partner to understand that I was still in love with that person, that that person that right. I married was supposed to be my forever person. Right. I would expect that understanding. Even if it was 12 years later, mm-hmm. there's 100% going to be moments. Right. They didn't leave forever. by my choice or their choice, they, they're just gone. If they were still alive, you would not be a... Well, I would never say that. <laughs> because that's implied. I wish he would. Because she sounds like a... Piece of work. Not what you were going to say. No. There's she's, so many... So She's weaponizing your life. First of all, she's jealous of somebody who does not... Exist anymore. Exactly. Second of all, she's telling you... The child you raised with your deceased wife is not your stepchild. There's a jealousy with your kid. There's a jealousy with your wife who's passed. There's, she is a walking red flag. Literally, I, she's She's, out for something. Money? No, she's just wildly self-absorbed and insecure. Oh, so she's not in it for something you think she loves him he can't have a life outside of her she needs to be the only yeah person is that a well is it could it be characterized as a narcissistic quality no that's no that's this is like i am so extremely insecure Mm -hmm. that you can't even look at the elderly librarian without me losing my shit okay I mean, but can we like pick a different profession extreme. because librarians? Not the elderly ones. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen one in quite some time. So I guess in my experience, you fine. Just are having, <laughs> you just have needs that <laughs> need to be met. I do not have mommy issues. <laughs> Those are the only issues I don't have. You're right. 
Um, <laughs> Thank you. No, this is just a, just an extreme insecurity and like self-centeredness. Like her her life revolves around he cannot look at another female. He cannot talk about it. The mm-hmm. fact that she not only brings up the dad wife, mm-hmm. now you can't even refer to your stepchild as your stepchild. Nobody can exist in your world but me. You should be able and to refer to her as your daughter. And it's going to be a problem. Exactly. Yeah. And it's going to be a problem every single time somebody else in your life exists other than me. You're in an emotionally abusive relationship. She needs therapy daily, not even just weekly. Yeah. And he needs to run so far and never look back. I'm so with you, Biff. You're not going to win this one. Never. Because it's, she needs to be able to go through this type of therapy without being exposed to that environment too. How dare you? Literally. Throw my dead wife in my face. No. Weaponizing my dead wife. To justify your neurosis. She's not even here anymore. That's just even if I am in love with her. That is the ultimate form of not That does not matter because there's zero chance I'm gonna leave you for her. And not just that, and I I think this is a small detail, but very significant. She died in my arms. She doesn't care. She died in my fucking arms. She doesn't care. Whether I don't love her or I love her or not, she She died in my arms. All she sees is you thinking and Feeling for someone else other than her. It's nuts. Let's, yeah. Ugh, Can we? Please. We're on the same page? I want to. Where are they from? I'm going to go there. Um, doesn't up. say, but I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll hire a hacker. Annie, let us know. <laughs> Dear referee. Oh, Annie already opened up better than we did. <sighs> I'm sorry for the loss of I was of just going to say, we're so sorry. First of all, <laughs> what you're experiencing. <laughs> My anger got the best of me. You sure did. It often does. We're sorry for that bitch. You just yeah. The, the death of a spouse is a lifelong ache, and though you have healed in ways since her passing, it's something that will always hold a tender place in your heart. It's very insensitive and frankly immature for your current girlfriend to make these sorts of comments about her. In order to have a future together, you have to explain to your girlfriend how her constantly bringing up the past is impacting your present. Of course, you still love your wife, a fact you cannot change, nor can you change that that's the mother of your children. You can simultaneously love and grieve what you once had with your wife while wanting to pursue a new life with your girlfriend. But it doesn't make it easy to do so if she continues trudging up painful memories and insulting the memory of the woman before her. I would suggest couples counseling before you make any long-term commitment to this woman. That's it. I don't disagree, but I don't fully agree. I have one foot out run. the door. He needs to go. Couples therapy. She needs to go. Any therapy, even if she did get into therapy, it's going to take years. Yeah. And it's going to take her acknowledging where she's at yeah. before she can even begin to change. This is like a 12 step program type this of shit. Like, she needs a year to be single before she jumps into anything else. Yeah, this isn't typical couples. No arguments and you guys can get into therapy and work things out she's she's toxic yeah ask your best friends ask the best we'll tell you fucking sure will you better fucking run because <laughs> please do if, if you 
Yeah. I was going to say something super insensitive, and now I'm not going to. Okay. I never thought so quick in my life. Well, no, you haven't, actually. Yeah, just run. That's my advice. Well, Annie, thanks for yep. some exciting questions there. Yes. These made us think a little bit. Not think, but like they were more, I don't know, they triggered our emotions a little bit more than. We had to assess the whole situation versus like, fuck that shit. (laughs) I mean, our answers were still fuck that shit, but let's consider this, this, and this, and then fuck that shit. I mean, let's get realistic. When we don't agree with a calmist, our answer is still right. (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing too. Like we disagree with calmness where the disagreement is absolutely warranted. Because sometimes we're just like. Yeah, we don't often disagree. No. We just bring out those perspectives that you can't get out in whatever word limit on an advice column. Right. Yeah. We're not concerned with legal backlash. (laughs) Sometimes we're not. I'm never concerned. She's never. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like looking for an attorney and she's like, we can do this. Fuck that shit. (laughs) We'll represent ourselves. (laughs) I've been through the court systems a couple times. I'm I'm familiar. Yeah, me too. I, I found a speeding rights. ticket. Like, <laughs> what, <the fuck> <laughs> uh, what about you? Do you want some unprofessional advice from your best friends? Send us you your questions, you your comments, and all of your concerns to illadvisedpodcast at gmail.com. And your wine recommendations, uh, because ours are starting yeah, to your suck. Your wine recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> is that what I said? Yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> I only had half a glass. That's because you were buzzed before we sat down. You're right. I know. Or <laughs> catch up on all of our episodes or check out our sources in our show notes at illadvisedthepodcast.com. Or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at illadvisedthepodcast. And you're beautiful, you're wonderful. Everything about you is absolutely, what's the word I haven't used before? Delectable. It's funny because I was thinking tactful. I don't know why. Because they're resourceful and that's why they listen to this podcast we love your tactfulness yeah so all of that beautiful you're wonderful you're tactful and you're delectable and you've been ill-advised ill-advised is hosted and produced by stephanie and ray aka your bits send us your questions your comments all of your concerns and your drink recommendations to illadvisedpodcast at gmail.com you can catch up on all of our episodes and our show notes at illadvisedthepodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at illadvisedthepodcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. You've, You've been, been ill-advised. Ill-advised.